From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Diz Unplugged for June 18th, 2008, from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined, as always, by my good friends, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. In the peanut gallery today is Walter Eccles. And the reason it's not Will is because Will is sitting at the table. He's going to get to do his first, uh, his very first segment. Will's going to tell us about the Richard Petty driving experience, which he got to do over the weekend. John Magi will go over some tips to beat the heat if you're planning to visit Orlando this summer. And if I'm in the mood, I might play a little game of Stump the Round Table later on. All that. All that. Actually, you might do good on this one. This is a non-Disney Stump the Roundtable. Okay. So, all that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this week's edition of the Diz Unplugged. Do have a couple of uh, housekeeping items to go over before we get started. First, just want to remind everybody to please uh, head over and check out our discussion forums at uh, disboards.com. Our uh, podcast forum is... Uh, full of a lot of uh, uh, fun listeners who uh, always have something funny to say, something interesting to say. And uh, we'll have a link to everything, this and everything else, on our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. Something else to jump in on the Disboards. Don't be, don't judge the thread by its title. Oh, yeah, never. The Diz, board, the Diz Unplugged board, it doesn't necessarily matter what the, thread, the title thread says. Chances are... By page two, it has nothing to do with what it originally started out. Well, to that's be. true on a lot of the forums, so I just can't say that about the uh, the unplugged board. But that's very true. So yeah, absolutely, go over and check it out. A lot of good people, a lot of fun uh, topics and discussions happening over there. That's over at disboards.com. Uh, I also want to let everyone know that uh, we're going to be doing our Christmas in July series, and uh, starting in the next few weeks, our first one will be our. I think it's July 2nd or July 3rd, whatever date that Wednesday is. Jane Cartelli from Gifts of a Lifetime will be on that show with us. And uh, we're going to be doing, now that I've got the prize Matron all working and ready to go, um, we're going to be giving away a lot of stuff in July. Lots and lots of prizes. Um, and I am going to give away two podcast cruises during our Christmas in July promotion that's not a promotion it's a series of it's christmas in july extravaganza we've been doing i've been doing christmas thinking celebration (laughs) well i've been doing you know i've been doing christmas on july christmas in july on the site for a number of years now we've always done something and uh, we did it on the show last year i really wanted to do something uh, a little bit bigger this year um have some more fun with it obviously we'll do the segments covering various things to do uh in and around disney world and disneyland for the holidays but I thought, you know, wow, Christmas in July, great time to give away presents. Yes, and my birthday, so guys, feel free. Birthday and your anniversary, <laughs> your wedding anniversary. And uh, so that, uh, that's going to start with our whatever our first show in July is. And just to remind everybody, we've moved the show now from Tuesday to Wednesday. Our discussion show goes up on Wednesday. Our email show goes up on Thursday. Um, eventually, we're just going to keep moving it forward because I think we started on our original plan was to do them on Mondays, and then we said no Tuesdays. Now we're at Wednesdays. Eventually, we'll get back. By the end of the year, we'll be on Saturday. Yeah. So, 
Also, I would like to, uh, I don't uh, ask for votes too often, but every once in a while I do like to ask people to go out to uh, iTunes and give us a review um, if you like the show. If you don't like the show, just be quiet. If you don't like the show, you're listening to the wonderful world of gardening. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just head over to iTunes and uh, go ahead and give us a, give us a review. Always, always like to see those. And um, I don't want to forget to um, send out our thoughts and prayers to all of our listeners in the Midwest right now, especially those of you dealing with the floods and tornadoes. It's insane what we're seeing on the news. I mean, they're just... It's it's mind-boggling. Um, it looks like it's Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri, and Indiana. Tornadoes are yep. scarier than hurricanes to me. Well, you know what? And floods are scarier than tornadoes. Watching what we were watching those houses coming down off the banks, just entire these gorgeous homes just sliding into the river. It was like I don't know. That was pretty. That was pretty extraordinary. Yeah, with hurricanes, they start playing the crisis music six days in advance <laughs> on the news, so you know they're coming. By the time they get here, they're kind of anticlimactic at times. Yeah, it's so. I just wanted to make sure we um, sent out uh, thoughts and prayers to our listeners out there. I hope everybody's safe. And uh, obviously, if you're flooded, you're probably not listening to our show this week. But uh, just wanted to uh, make sure we said that we're that we're thinking about everybody. And uh, it looks like I'm, I'm, I'm aiming for a July 9th show to be the first one where we're going to let uh, we're going to do our call-in segment. We'll let people call in to the show. Very excited. Cool. Yeah. We still have to test out. We have to test it out some more, but it seems to be working pretty good. All right, that'll do it for uh, housekeeping. Oh, we have oh, three oh, prizes right. to give away. We have to <laughs> use the prize matron. And I've been using that word when I contact people. I'm like, you have a chance to win a prize from the prize matron. We're gonna get, we're gonna get a, a sound effect that sounds like a wheel spinning. Oh, we have like the prices, right? We have a drum yeah. roll. We have a drum roll. Oh, do we? Yes. Yeah. So, okay, Julie, who was our who was our first? Our first is Melissa from California, and she chose number twenty three. Number twenty three for Melissa from California. So here's what the prize matron says: you've won. <laughs> You have won an iPod Touch. Nice. Oh, wow. wow. Gigabyte oh. iPod Touch, courtesy of Dreams Unlimited Travel. The approximate cost of your prize, $299. Thanks for listening, and congratulations. Wow, nice first prize. And you like recorded the value of the prize and everything? Yep, on each one of them. That's impressive. Sounds yeah. like the drummer's from Japan. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, a, it yeah, it's a, tim, a timpani drum is what it said. Oh. Timpani drum roll. I don't know. Something along those lines. Cool. Well, congratulations, Melissa. Next, we have Kim from Pennsylvania. She chose number 47. Number 47 for Kim from Pennsylvania. See what she won. <laughs> you have won. A $100 Disney gift certificate. Good at any Disney store or Disney theme park. Congratulations. Another good prize. Another good prize. $100 gift certificate. Not bad. Not bad. We have an abundance of Kims. We do. There are a lot of Kims who listen. Um, Then we have Ed from New York, and he chose number 42. Number 42. Ed from New York. Okay, Ed. Here's what you got. You have won a Backstage Magic Tour for two. You'll get a chance to go behind the scenes at the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, 
and the Disney Hollywood Studios, as well as have lunch at the Whispering Canyon Restaurant at the Wilderness Lodge. All participants must be 16 years of age or older, and this is always subject to availability. The approximate value of this prize is $400. Congratulations, and thanks for listening. All right, we just gave away 800 bucks worth of prizes. <laughs> that's a pretty cool gift. That's, that's, that's cool going to go crazy. He's going to love this. Very good. Uh, those are very good choices, folks. Ed, th- there's homework that goes along with this. Ed was the guy that you got to decide his fate, whether or not he got to choose a number. Oh, that's uh, right. Oh, hey, Ed, you have to take me. <laughs> <laughs> but not until Kevin does the segment. What was the segment you're supposed to do? Oh, healthy options? Inexpensive options. Inexpensive options. That was another suggestion we got from one of our listeners was healthy options, but I haven't committed to that yet. (laughs) (laughs) So either in lifestyle or in segment. So, well, cool. Well, great. Thanks, everybody, for uh, picking a number. uh, Congratulations. Those are nice. First three to get to pick from the prize Matron. I love that. It's really cool. I actually wanted to do it so that uh, because the Mac has a, Will 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 speak text, and they have some cool voices. And I actually wanted to have the Mac voice do it, but I couldn't get it to record the way I wanted it to record. It was just all nuts. But try different things. Play the cricket one. <laughs> yeah, really. It's the cricket. <laughs> actually, I found it better. These don't sound like crickets. These sound like locusts to me. <laughs> Kevin, you don't spend that much time in the country. I don't think you really are an... an uh... Julie, these don't sound like crickets. Or if it's a lot of crickets. We need a single cricket. No, this is crickets. No, crickets go chirp, 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 chirp. I've actually got one that sounds more like what you're thinking. I, Kevin gotta, I just have to have an upload. Yeah, yet. that's only in storybooks. Yeah, he's like, Kevin knows the Disney crickets. <laughs> Jiminy. Jiminy. Don't they sing and dance? With <laughs> <laughs> little top hats. Oh, Lord. All right. Well, that'll do it for uh, housekeeping, folks. We're going to move on to the news. And our first news story this week, an internal memo to Disney's Imagineering staff has surfaced and indicates that the company will be using outside vendors to build future animatronic figures. According to the website omeon.com, the June 12th memo was authored by Bruce Vaughn, the chief creative executive, Craig Russell, chief chief development and delivery executive, and Kevin Eld, Vice President of Disney Creative Production. A spokesperson for Disney Imagineering has confirmed that outsourcing is being sought as a means to alleviate the demands placed on the in-house staff. What has not been addressed are concerns that this will lead to cutbacks and layoffs. Walt Disney first introduced animatronics 45 years ago when the Enchanted Tiki Room opened. Since that time, figures have evolved with some that can freely roam and others that can interact with guests. Following the popularity of Disney animatronics, a billion-dollar industry developed. When It's a Small World was constructed in Hong Kong, for example, Disney Imagineers provided the oversight for a Chinese company which built most of the figures. When Bob and I took the Backstage Magic Tour, part of Ed's tour, um, at least it was when we did it, was that you got to go through the animatronic shop. And there was a very nice gentleman there, and I apologize. It's been a year or more since I took the tour. But he explained to us that the people who work there were unbelievably overworked. They've all retired. These were the guys that started out very young and when animatronics were new, audio animatronics were new, and that they were retiring off and that they weren't getting a lot of people who were interested in 
taking on that responsibility. They had tried and tried to get folks to come out of high school or college who would apprentice with them while the uh, for lack of a better and word, they couldn't well, find anyone. They said they um, they said it's it's a very intense thing that you have to know how to do. You have to be good at a lot of things to do it. And they said it was difficult to find anybody. And the ones that did express an interest sort of uh, petered out pretty quickly. So, um, you know, we're using the word outsourced, so you pretty much know where I'm going with this. <laughs> um, if the people are there in the industry, as this says, that uh, now the industry has a lot of uh, well, one uh, one person stated that, quote, our industry has generated quite a few heavily skilled and proficient vendors who can supplement our teams with simple figures with significant oversight by our production team. This will allow us to focus on creating more sophisticated and advanced figures. Um, if there are people out there that can do it, why don't you just hire them? Why are you outsourcing it? If the people are out there, hire them. Every time, you know, when are you going to get it through your heads, Disney? When you outsource stuff it the, the 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 quality goes down very very rarely does somebody do a better job than you do this is what disney built its reputation on these sorts of things the attention to detail disney gives another company's not going to give and i'm sorry i don't care who you got over saying them i don't care how much involvement disney has when you're putting this in the hands of other vendors, there is going to be a loss in quality. There is going to be a loss of legacy. I mean, come on. Look what you've already do- they've already done to Imagineering. They couldn't have hacked any more of that organization up if they tried. I mean, it's ridiculous how, much, how many people have been brought out of Imagineering, to, uh, laid off from Imagineering, not to mention what they've done in animation and other critical areas inside the, inside the company that they've just the other problem chopped is up and outsourced. Once you get into outsourcing, it, it stops becoming unique to your company. If somebody else can build it, they're going to build it for other clients also. Oh. So it seems that something that Disney sort of had the grasp on all to themselves, it, it just seems that maybe this won't be quite so unique anymore. Well, at some point, the question is going to have to be asked of Disney. What do you do well anymore? What do you do well? You outsource everything. What do you do other than just collect the money and keep the parks open outside of that you're outsourcing everything to everybody else that's the direction it's going and pretty soon they're going to outsource the parks too the parks and the hotels and you know it's just I can only hope that before it gets any worse that something either you know people in management get visited by three ghosts in the middle of the night or they get fired and replaced with people that don't think like this I don't know you guys are great at making money, but you're crappy at managing your brand. You really are. And by outsourcing your stuff, by constantly outsourcing everything, by constantly moving all the things that you used to do well to some disinterested third party who's just there to cash a check and has no sense of the legacy of what they're doing and what they're working towards, that's what you're – I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It just, it just infuriates me when I hear things like Imagineering being outsourced. It just – those two words should not be in the same sentence. If these guys are out there, hire them and knock it off. Stop outsourcing, my opinion. Humble though it is. <laughs> <laughs> it comes with jazz hands too. <laughs> jazz, yeah, there are jazz hands going on. 
You know, if you continue to hold it in like that, you're going to get sick. I know. You should let it out once in a while. You really have well, to I thought that one was pretty tame. That was a pretty tame <laughs> rant. Believe me, I can I can muster up some some much worse rants. Pete's than that. rants. They're like crack for our listeners, so. <laughs> well, they haven't gotten one from me in a long, exactly. long time. They needed their fix. Don't tell Tatum O'Neill. <laughs> yeah, really. Tatum O'Neill's crack is crack. <laughs> Who oh. knew Tatum O'Neill was going to be the new Whitney Houston? <laughs> <laughs> I have to give credit to Kathy Griffin. <laughs> oh, poor Tatum. It's only a paper moon. Yeah. <laughs> All right, our next news story, Disney jewelry has been removed from store shelves. Disney charm bracelets, I love this, being manufactured by High Intensity Corp. of New Jersey, of course, have been found to have excessive levels of lead. <laughs> Testing of the Hannah Montana, Disney Fairies, and High School Musical jewelry was conducted by the Center for Environmental Health. California Agency reports finding lead levels which exceed the 600 parts per million maximum permitted by federal guidelines. So you see, we can just either buy the stuff from China or buy it from New Jersey. Um, the Disney jewelry was sold at Barnes & Noble. A company spokeswoman, uh, Mary Ellen Keating, has stated that they have pulled the product from the website and adding that stores have been told to remove the items until further testing is complete. Mommy, my arm is turning green. <laughs> it's the lead. I swallowed my Hannah Montana charm. <laughs> I want to know who's buying their jewelry at Barnes & Noble. <laughs> yeah, really. There's another news story about Disney jewelry floating around, and I don't know what the outcome of it. Have you seen the thing yeah, about with the, noose. the noose necklace? I'm sorry. It, you, your biggest crime is that you're buying ugly jewel. <laughs> yeah, really. You have no taste. No, look, I, look I, am, I, am, I am sensitive to the fact, really. That it's a symbol that, you know, to a certain segment of the population has a really negative connotation. And I think that, I don't know, I, I think it's more important to not even come close to sending that message oh, I than agree to keep the jewelry on the you. shelf, pull it off if they haven't already. They may. I haven't followed the story. I remember seeing it. But the biggest crime there is that it's ugly jewelry to begin yeah, with. Yeah, that's it's, true. That's true. It's just, you know... Well, there isn't much Disney jewelry that's pretty. Uh-oh. We're going to get cards and letters from people who have bought Disney jewelry. <laughs> jewelry hate speech. I'm not saying all of it. I'm saying 98% of it is crap. I love my news media. And you know it's, And look, and let's be honest. You know it's crap when you're buying it. There's no secret here. You know when you're paying $11 for that necklace, your neck's going to turn green. They make some and nice watches. And you've got no though. room to complain. If they you're going to spend eleven dollars on a necklace, that's what's going to happen. They do have nice watches. They do. Well, they're in the case. Jewelry can be nice. They're in the case. Jewelry yeah. can be nice, but some of those watches get a little gaudy. Some of those watches can get. They just they just go a little too far with the rhinestones <laughs> and the rest of the nonsense. Like Twenty five Mickey heads on it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it just yeah, it gets it can get a little gaudy. I mean, some of it is nice. I'm not saying all of it, but let's be honest. Some Disney jewelry just is plain crap. As is evidenced by High Intensity Corp. of New Jersey. <laughs> Which so. you know is some guy in his basement soldering together Mickey yeah, heads. Really. <laughs> in his mother's basement. In his mother's, <laughs> mother's basement. <laughs> Look what I made more. In <laughs> uh, our last news story this week, Disney is facing a lawsuit over religious rights. A class action suit has been filed against Disney 
following its requiring a job applicant to remove his turban as a condition of employment. The Sikh American Legal Defense and Education Fund has initiated the legal action on behalf of, and I am not going to get this name right, Sukhbir Singh Chana. According to reports made by both Chana and witnesses, he was told that he could not become a Disney employee unless he removed his turban, which is warning compliance of his religious beliefs. It was also stated that he did not have the, quote, Disney look, end quote. Uh, Manjeet Singh, chairman of the Sikh American Legal Defense and Education Fund, has commented that Disney makes millions of dollars each year on cartoon characters that wear turbans but cannot respect the right of an American to wear a turban for religious reasons. And they are actually supposed to be having, we're recording this on June 16th, this supposed to be a press conference happening today. Okay, we tried to figure out how many millions do you think they're making on those turban characters? We could come up with two. Well, I think, you know, I can see both sides of this. Um, Disney, a private employer has the right to determine how their employees dress and appear uh, when representing the company. Um, I have that right with you guys. I can say when you go out to do this, this is how I want you dressed. I want everybody in blue suits. You know, technically, I mean, it would be stupid, but technically speaking, it is an employer's right to say, this is how I want my employees dressed when they're out representing the company. I get that. However, this is this is not make-believe religion. I mean, this is real. It is a religious, uh, it is required by religious tenant um, in, a number of, uh, in a number of religions. And I know Disney's standpoint is, look, you know, the bottom line is we're dealing with a, popul- a populace who sees a turban and thinks one thing. You know, I'm not, I'm not making any judgment calls on this, but let's be honest. The vast majority of Americans, the minute they see a turban, they're thinking terrorist. Well, I applied for a job at Disney, and the very first things the woman said, the, one of the very first things the woman said to me was, "You have to shave your goatee." And I said, "For the interview?" <laughs> and she said, "Well, no. If you want to work here, you have to shave your goatee." So it's not like this came as a surprise to this gentleman after he got the job. So Disney I mean, has, Disney has very strict rules on right. the Disney look, and they're made. They make those. Um, Policy is known to you up front, and you receive a book, and some of the things you know about is how are you going to fit into your role. So, you know, he's got to know that. But the point point here is, I mean, there's a difference between having to shave off your goatee and remove uh, something that is is part of your, I mean, genuinely part of your religious There are religions who, who do not believe in shaving. There are some religions who believe they should have a full beard. Are we saying now they are they can sue Disney for having a shoe? Uh, um, well, anybody can sue anybody. Yeah. Um, it's you know doesn't mean you're going to win, but the the bottom line is that, like I said, I'm not coming. To, I can see both sides of this one real clear. I can too. This is not this is not a cut and dry. Disney's wrong. This is not a cut and dry. This guy is wrong. And I don't believe he's been denied a job. He's been a denied a job. Like selling glow necklaces, right? Or running "It's a Small World." I was going to say that I have I have to sort of lean towards Disney's defense on this because being an ex cast member, I know what goes on. Mm-hmm. And if you don't exactly fit the Disney look from a physical standpoint, I'm I, I can't say this for sure, but there was a, a a thing that I was told that basically an unwritten law was heavy people. 
if you're overweight, you're most likely to get a backstage role than a front role, than an onstage cast member. I don't know if that's true. No one ever said that to me personally. So I know that Disney does try to accommodate people who may not fit the role that they're going to sit into, fit into. So, And that has become more lax, especially since the 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 job market has become tougher and they're looking for employees. Right. That has become lax. You now see people who uh, who deal with disabilities working on the front lines as well. So this might come to pass someday, but it's not. I, I, th- I think the thing is that it's not that this gentleman was denied a position. It might just be that he was denied a position in the public eye. And again, we criticize Disney, but I agree with John. I feel like I have to come down on the side of Disney because it's not like this was a secret. This is not something he was told after he got the job. Right. Well, like I said, being told to remove it at all, irrespective of before or after, I can see his his point. Um, I mean, uh, it's it's tough. It's a tough one. I I, I don't uh, I don't know how it's how how this is going to play out. I'm sure Disney will end up winning, but um, I think it's an important thing to discuss. I think it's an important it's an important issue. This probably isn't Disney's first rodeo on this issue. No, either. I'm sure it isn't. Yeah. We had a, 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 a similar case here in Florida. Uh, the woman was applying for her driver's license, and she insisted that she be allowed to wear her burqa. Right. Which only allowed her eyes to be seen. And they said, well, you then you can't have a driver's license. We have to be able to see your full face if you want to use a driver's license in the state of Florida. Well, this case was settled, and she didn't get a driver's license Based on the fact that she ref, uh, refused to remove her burqa. I'm not suggesting this is right or wrong. This is just how it turned out. Yeah. And it, it, again, it's one, of those, it's one of those questions. You can see both sides of it. Exactly. It's, it's tough. It's tough. But we'll, uh, we'll definitely uh, follow it and uh, give you updates as, as they're warranted. So, all right. That'll do it for the news for this week. We're going to move on to... Roundtable Rapid Fire. And I'm actually going to start off because I just want to give everybody an update. I took my niece, Bridget, who is now five, over to the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique on Saturday. To uh, This time she was going to be, uh, last time she was Cinderella, this time she was Snow White. But um, she picked out, uh, there's one of the hairstyles they have where they'll put this stuff in their hair that makes it all multicolor. It's not a dye. It's like a, a little extensions almost. It's like, I think that's the pop princess packet. Or the, the pop princess. That's exactly what it was. It's like a weave. And we, Lisa, my sister Lisa was really trying to talk her out of, <laughs> out of this, but that's what she wanted. Okay, fine. Uh, Walter dubbed her the uh, OBT princess. <laughs> <laughs> OBT standing for Orange Blossom Trail. That's where the working <laughs> ladies um, go. That's where the... <laughs> And uh, but I got to tell you, you know, again, she was they, a princess they, of the evening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But actually, once once I saw it, once I saw it on her, I mean, she looked adorable. She really did. Um, and they did a tremendous job again, just like the last time. The attention, the time. You know, you're spending two hundred dollars for this, and at first blush, it really, really seems expensive. Then you see the little girl when she's done. And it's like, okay, it was a deal at twice the price. So, um, but what I did notice at first, and I had forgotten that they do have 
a little, you know, some, uh, one service for boys, uh, the cool dude uh, experience. I had forgotten about that, and I'm sitting in there, and I'm looking at this little boy getting into the chair, and he's got the face guard, and they're putting the hairspray on, and I'm like, oh, dear God, this little boy is going to get up and drag right here in front of me, <laughs> and, um, and I'm going to be expected not to start going hysterical. Um, I think but, they put glitter in their hair, Well, what too, they huh? do, actually, what they do is really cool. They, they paint the tips. They spike the hair up. And they put like this color, this like really v- vibrant colors on the tips. Is there an age limit for this? What's that? Is there an age limit for this? Kevin's going to be there tomorrow. That's not the cool old dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, they'll put sparkle. They'll put sparkle in there. You see the boys walking around with it. They were actually at the point that we were in there. There were three boys in there. What kind of costume do they choose from? No, there's no costume. Oh. It's just the hair. That's all they get done. Oh, and it's right. They um, Walt is making a making hand gestures. It's like they, dictionary they, in they here. Put like a, um, he was doing sign language. It, it was like a. Uh, I think you uh, meant charades. <laughs> there was a Mickey head. They would put a Mickey head into the back of their hair, not like carved out, but it was like a glitter. a glitter Mickey head in the back of their. Uh, they roll the a pack of, of cigarettes head. in their sleeve too. Yeah, you right. Know, dress them up like the outsiders. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. It was really. It was really neat. Um, one thing I, I think we w- might have been successful in changing because I ranted about it on the show last time, and I actually wrote a letter about it um, was that they would not allow those women th- those women in there to take tips. That has changed. You are now allowed to tip. They're not going to ask you. There's not going to be a sign there saying it. Um, and the only way I found out was because my mother, or I think Walter said. Um, Want to give him? A, you know, he wanted to give him a tip, and I said, "They're not going to let you. They're not allowed to take it." And the woman behind the counter said, "Oh no, now we can." So I think, I think maybe might have had an impact. Well, I think that's great because I mean, you know, when I go to my beautician, I tip her. And first of all, those women are so wonderful with those girls. They deserve it, and they spend a lot of time, and they're just they're tremendous, tremendous. And you see all these little girls in there. Nobody was crying. There's no crying. There's no fussing. All these girls just sitting there like little princesses. That's because there are no sharp objects coming at their head. <laughs> There's no scissors involved. But they did a wonderful job, though. They really did a great job. Every little girl that was walking out of there felt like a princess. Felt like a princess. They got dolled up. They Almost all of them. I didn't see anybody not doing the full package with the dress and the shoes. and the said it's like $209, I think. And you get uh, you get the dress, the shoes, the wand, the crown, the sash, a little makeup bag, and uh, then you go get the prof- uh, professional portraits done over at uh, Rick Services. They do a wonderful job, so I highly recommend it. And four hours of counseling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my rapid fire. <laughs> my not so rapid fire. Julie, what do you have? I have uh, Sounds Dangerous over at MGM. It's going to be closed for a month from July 5th through August 5th. And then the Floral Experience, which is where you can create your own Disney-themed floral arrangement to take home with you. And they vary by season. It's currently offered at the Beach Club Boardwalk and Saratoga Springs. But starting on June 18th, it's going to be exclusive to Saratoga. Um, Call 407-827-3505 to book. All right. Thank you very much, Julie. 
Mr. Martin. Have the Osborne family lights. The dates are November 28th through January 4th, 2009 at Disney's Hollywood Studios. How's that for a rapid fire? Very rapid. I have two. One is the candle. The 2008 candlelight processional narrators are up. Uh, the 11th through the tw- um, November 28th through the 30th is John O'Hurley. Uh, December 1st through December 3rd is Patty Labelle. She is unconfirmed at the moment. December 4th through December 6th is Brian Stokes Mitchell. Wonderful. Yeah, great voice. 12 uh, December 7th through the 9th is Virginia Madsen. December 10th through the 12th is Monique Coleman. December 13th through the 15th is still TBA to be announced. December 16th through the 18th is Cheetah Rivera. We saw her last year. She's fantastic. December 19th through the 21st is Abigail Breslin. The 22nd through the 24th is Stephen Curtis Chapman. Now, he's, it's showing he's confirmed, but Mr. Chapman lost his daughter in the last oh, month or right. two. So I would not be surprised if Mr. Chapman bows out during the holidays. Yeah. So that's not something I would carve in stone as of yet. Our thoughts are with him and his family. December 25th through the 27th is Edward James Olmos, and December 28th through the 30th is Marley Matlin. The disclaimer is the schedule of performers is subject to change without notice. Where's Gary Sinise? Um, I don't know. He doesn't call. He doesn't write. <laughs> <laughs> is John O'Hurley, is that Jay Peterman? Yes. <laughs> I would um, like to see oh, him. <laughs> I thought it was the heavy kid from Lost. That's, no, that's his name on the show. Oh, it's his name. Hurley is on the show. I have one more thing, and it's really quick. Again, the conversation has popped up about the morality of making ADRs through Disney. Disney's reservation system for restaurants is flawed. If you are trying to make a reservation for a table for two, and they tell you it's sold out, that means their tables for two are sold out. Tell them you have a party of three, and chances are very good that you will get a reservation without problem. Again, I feel that it's necessary to tell you that I do not think it is considered lying. I think you're dealing with a flawed system, and it's meeting the demands of a system that's not well, are perfect. You, why are people on the board saying that? Uh, that you're going to basically rot in hell if you tell them you have an extra person yeah. in your reservation. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that, you're, that you're basically taking tip money out of a server's pocket because instead of having a table for two and a table for four, now you have people for at two sitting at a table for four and you have empty seats. You're taking money out of Disney's pockets and that's immoral. Well, if you're a couple like Corey and I, we prefer to sit next to each other and not across from each other because sometimes those table for two, you're so far apart that you're like leaning so far across the table in order to have a private conversation that, you know, he started saying, we're going to start making reservations for three when we make a reservation. So that way there's no issue and we get to sit next to each other without asking, could you please seat us at that table? Well, now that this also comes up, um, a lot of people have talked about making a dining reservation for one. There are no tables for one. Right. There are very few tables other than the oddball table for three. If you have three in your party, they're going to seat you at a four top. And if you go out to any restaurant in the world and you walk in and there's a table for four available and you're a party of two, any restaurant in the world would be happy to sit they a couple at a, part, at a table for four. Mm-hmm. Done it many times. Disney is no different. What they're doing is their their system is flawed. The cast members know this. The cast members will suggest that you add, pretend you have another person, and you'll get a table. Everybody knows this system doesn't work. So if you want to consider it lying, don't do it. If you think it's immoral and you don't want to teach your children to lie, 
Then by all means. And folks, there are a lot more important things going on in the world than worrying about the morality of, a, of, of, of an ADR strategy. Come on. Just take, it, just take a step back and look at it. And you can't. Any reasonable person could not look at that and say, okay, that's a bit ridiculous. There are far more important things. I'm not saying that you know, we should encourage you know, all sorts of, of abhorrent behavior when planning your vacations or anything like that. But come on. On this issue... I think the big thing is first come, first served. If there's an empty table and your party fits at the empty table, again, I'm not suggesting you make a reservation for 10 for two people. However, if you know the system is flawed and they're going to make you jump through hoops to get a table, jump through the hoops. And we're going to continue to tell people to do that. Okay. There as was my as, little rant. Now I was doing the jazz hands with you. <laughs> as long until, until Disney chooses to fix their reservation system. You know, these are the. This is the kind of advice people need to have, in order to plan a successful vacation. Right. You know. So. And the, there's one more thing. You know, this thing about well, if you really want to do that, then make the reservation for four, but then find somebody else to have dinner with you. That that's the one that makes me crazy, and it's now my responsibility to fill those other two seats for Disney. <laughs> Now, some random people. Yeah, hey, really, want to have lunch? Just, you know, really, there are some. You know, I, I've learned this over the years on the boards. There's some things you just have to look at and go, okay, I'm not even going to bother. I'm not even going to bother responding to that because it's just so stupid. It doesn't make it. It, it defies logic. It, so it that just, is that's particularly a, a particularly stupid request. Now go out and find somebody else. Get, please. What? I mean, really. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I've got a lot going on in my – people really – some people just don't have anything happen, do they? You know, this is the big deal of the day. And the ones that always kill me, well, do you want, to, do you chil- do you want your children to know you're lying? And I think to myself, we all tell our children lies while they're children. We all do. And if you want me to come up with an example, PM me or write me an email, and I'll give you an example where you've probably lied to your children. I do not <laughs> want to suggest – Anything that might be a lie, because we do have young listeners listening. But there are, you know, we do it all the time. This is not lying. This is teaching your children that when something is broken, you still have to work with it. There. I'm there you done. go. There you go. All right. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> this is a very highly charged show today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all this energy in the room. It must be. My rapid fire is a Harry Potter mini movie is coming to Universal Studios Orlando. The Daily Mirror has reported that J.K. Rowling, Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, and Rupert Grint, I guess that's how you say his name, are all working together on a movie that will be used in the new Wizardry World of Harry Potter in Universal Studios. Wow. So big news coming. Um, There's no news on what it is exactly. There's speculation that it might be based on that prequel she wrote. Are you familiar with the prequel? Yeah, that just sold for like $50,000. So it's that, written on an index card. It's a hundred words in while she was drunk or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she, um, they, they're speculating that that might be what it's based on, but no one knows for sure. And they're filming a movie. Plus, they're saying they're also filming smaller scenes that may be involved in an attraction somewhere. Hmm. So that's pretty cool. I think this is making these some wealthy kids. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Did you hear that? Uh, she, the young girl Emma Watson, just signed a six million dollar contract to be the face of Chanel. Get out of here! Good for her! Wow! Six million bucks! Six million bucks to be Chanel to fo- to 
posing semi pretty close. <laughs> and how old is she? Eighteen. Yeah, she's young. Yeah. None do, you of me, them. do you want me to hook you up? Yeah. Mindy's gonna be sorry. That's a little young for Will. And I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> Not if she's got six million dollars. <laughs> it's like I'll wait. <laughs> He'll be he can be patient. I have one more I want to mention real quick. Um, found this article, which I think is fascinating, and I'll give everybody the URL. There's a site called www.godairyfree.org, which is um, concentrates on people traveling or dealing with allergies or food sensitivities. And someone wrote an excellent article on Disney. In addition to all the stuff we already know, she actually provides phone numbers for each of the dining locations in the parks and recommends talking to certain people prior to your trip based on what your your or your child's sensitivity might be. She recommends that if it's just a peanut allergy or um, sensitivity to gluten, you can wait until you arrive. But if you have a child who's more sensitive to multiple things, it's probably best to call ahead and work with them in advance just wow. to make sure vacation's not ruined. So That's really awesome. It's That's a fantastic great. article, so we'll see if we can get that. Sometimes linked. it's more than just a vacation being ruined. It's a, a real life-threatening yeah, life thing. Health-threatening, yeah, sure. Absolutely. All right, that is going to do it for Rapid Fire this week. We're going to move on to our first segment. Will Perry got a chance to live a dream. As a big NASCAR fan, he went and we had him go over and do the Richard Petty driving experience. And um, what did you think of it? It was awesome. Um, well, thanks very much. Yeah. Thanks for <laughs> That's it, I'm now, done. Is it time for my segment yet? <laughs> <laughs> the Richard Petty driving experience was... Uh, a great experience uh, to to play off of words. Everyone knows I'm a race fan, so I had very high expectations going into this, and um, I have to say they were met and surpassed. I had a great time, big smile on my face the whole time. So, <clears throat> did you have to climb in through the window? You did. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm out. There's no doors on these. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> we have a convertible, and Kevin can't climb in through the window. No. So. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I'm not doing it. You know, your name would be a great race car driver name. William Perry. They kept messing with me up there. Call me like, the fridge. The fridge. <laughs> and I'm like the complete opposite of who they're talking about. So. You're more like the spatula. <laughs> right. Um, I did it at Orlando, the Walt Disney World Speedway. Sorry. Tell you a little bit about that track. It was a, uh, it's a mile track. It's a trial. So it was three turns. Um, and I went into this thinking, all right, I'm going to go 150 the whole time, the whole eight laps that, that you buy. And uh, it's not that's not the case at all. It's really, they have it set up, uh, it's more of a control and stay consistent in this car. Can you control this car? Can you follow uh, the instructor? And um, that's the name of the true game. Now, the experience I did is the rookie experience, kind of fitting for my segment, the rookie segment. The rookie experience uh, gives you eight laps, timed laps. It's actually nine if you want to get picky because you have a warm-up lap. Um, and there's two training sessions that go along with, with actually driving. So when you get there, I, I would uh, recommend getting there a half hour early, scope the place out, walk around, check out the, the gift shop. There's a lot of cool stuff in there. Well, you, what, did they ask you for anything when you got there, like ID or, or a confirmation number? Or anything? You, do, you check in. Uh, they just take your name, and they want to see your driver's license. You and your next of kin. Yeah, well, and then, they, then they hand you a waiver. <laughs> yeah, that wants all that information. How big's the waiver? It's about three pages. Okay, a lot of information. Just initial it and basically sign your life away. <laughs> but they ask you for your contact if anything would happen multiple times. You know, doctor, who do you call? <laughs> yeah, who's here with you? That's 
So after you do that and you check in, um, you basically come back and meet in the, uh, the classroom at time. Mine was at 1 o'clock. So about 1 o'clock we started. We give you your driver's suit, and then uh, you sit in the class for just like a 10-minute talk that kind of explain to you what you're going to do. They don't really get into the details of the cars and uh, the racetrack in the class. You watch a short five-minute video just explaining how uh, their, your safety is really their number one goal, and they're looking out for you. And if you feel uncomfortable, you need to leave now. You know, they just address all those things. So the mood now is still, oh, this is fun, this is exciting. Once you walk outside and on pit road, it's completely different. I mean, it gets serious quick. These guys aren't playing around. You know, you need to pay attention. There's a lot of information that they're giving you right then, and you need to pay attention. You need to know all this stuff. So uh, after you take the class, you go out on pit road, and that's broke up into another two-part training session, one where they're showing you all the switches and gauges and the safety equipment inside the car, uh, the gear shifts, uh, your gauges, because you don't have – it's not like you have a miles-per-hour gauge. You're running off an RPM gauge. So that's – you know, they're getting you adjusted to noticing all these things, the – the halo fire extinguisher device, they want you to know where to reach it if in case. They've never had a fire there, but you need to know all these things for sure. So after you go over the car. So there's actually a fire suppression system inside the car? Inside the car. It's a $500 bottle of a fire extinguisher in each car. And it, what it does is there's a, there's a flip to switch, and the whole top of the car basically sprays down on you. So, Wow. These, these cars are very safe, believe it or not. And uh, Now, this car that you're driving, this is a it is an actual, like a NASCAR-type car? This or? is a Na- – the way they word it is a NASCAR-style race car. Now, and I was very interested to see what these cars really were when I got there. Um, if, if anybody's a you know, race fan, you know now that they've changed the models of these cars over the last two years. I'm um, sure, yeah. But so these are a couple. <laughs> like you really know. <laughs> like you know. It's an AMC Gremlin, John. <laughs> <laughs> the cars you drive are actually about two years old. They're, they're a couple years older, but they're plenty, plenty uh, close enough to the real thing. You know, it, 600 horsepower, 350, you know, motor, four speed. Uh, you have to know how to drive a stick to drive. His lips are moving, but what I hear is wow. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I heard that after you, they give you a driving suit. <laughs> <laughs> you, lost me, you lost me at going in through the window. <laughs> That's one of the restrictions. There's not really any height or weight restrictions, but you just need to be able to climb in and out of that window. Well, there are some weight restrictions if you've got to climb into a window. <laughs> and wear a driving suit. I could just see myself kind of being stuck there, half in, half out. Help me. Someone, someone get the butter and the grease. Like Winnie the Pooh. With the arc torch cutting me out of the car. Yeah, really, jaws of life. <laughs> Sorry. He's in there. We don't know how we're going to get him out. <laughs> the fire suppression thing going off on your head. <laughs> yeah, I, I think really there's not too many limitations because the, the suit sizes go up to 3X. So, you know. You're very kind. <laughs> Where's that cricket thing? <laughs> great, yeah. thank you. That's great, Bill. Yeah, that covers everybody. One size fits all. Did you get to see the engine? Did they show you the, the motor of the they, car? They didn't lift the hood, but at being down on pit road, they were fiddling with them. I, Did you kick the tires? No. Okay. Good call, Paul Paul. What? What? <laughs> what was that? There was a commercial. A kid used to kick the tire. He used to say, that's a good call, Paul Paul. <laughs> I guess that was a Louisiana commercial, I wasn't it? he was having a stroke. <laughs> okay. That was apparently popular on the bayou. Sorry, Will. 
<laughs> how many people were in your class? There's about 25 people, riders and drivers. But how many just the people who are actually – so people could ride with the other person? They – there's there's a couple different programs. There's ride along programs and then there's driving programs. Oh, okay. So you've got some people then that are just going to ride with a professional driver in a two seat car. And then you've got people that are just going to drive. So, but they they take you in as a group. You all watch the class together. You all go to pit road together. Um, back to pit road where you're learning everything. The second part of that is um, after you learn the car, you get in a van and they're going to take you around. And I was really happy to know this. They're going to show you your line on your track where where you need to accelerate and decelerate. And that really gets you more comfortable with going out on a track you've never been before, you know. Um, even me knowing, you know, like Indianapolis and Daytona, this Orlando Speedway, I've never heard of that. So I never knew, I, you know, I don't know what this track looks like. I didn't even know it was trialable. So the van is uh, it's really neat to get in there and learn your line. They have cones set up at the beginning and end of each corner for acceleration, deceleration points. And this is all information you really need to pay attention to. So, um after you do that, you get out. You basically you have a last-minute driver's interview where they um, go over all the rules again. Don't burn out the tires. Explain the flags to you. And then they hand you your key, and uh, you strap up, put your helmet on, and it's time to go. I thought it was funny when they said, um, if, you burn, if you burn out on purpose, we have a thing. It's a stop and go. We're going to stop you, and you're going to go home. Right. <laughs> the stop and go penalty. <laughs> And okay, and that what, what does that mean really? Though, well, there, there's, I, was sitting, I was sitting here thinking I was the stupid one. Okay, <laughs> in NASCAR, there's a real thing called a stop and go penalty. When when a driver's on the track and he commits a foul, he has to come down in the pits, stop and go. You lose time. You usually lose a lap or two. So they're playing off that terminology. But the burning out the tires means, means spinning your tires like, off. Like like yeah. like flooring it when you're standing still. Oh, the burnout. I didn't. I didn't yeah. Know. Yes. A burnout is when you light the tires up. Oh, yeah. When I was in high school, a burnout was someone who smoked a lot of pot. <laughs> <laughs> so burnout, stop and go. Okay. <laughs> I'm not allowed to be here. <laughs> now it's, it'd be lighting the tires. We're spinning the tires. Okay. You know, unsafe drive. The way they word it was, do not break the tires loose. If you break the tires loose, you're gone. Well, that would be a bad thing. Like, break the tires loose, mean they come off the car? Like, break traction, like spin them out. Oh, 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 yeah. oh. Oh, I can't do this. There's a whole language you have to learn. <laughs> really? Now, next, week, next week, we're going to talk about Broadway musicals. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be where Walter is. I know what a key grip is, so leave me alone. <laughs> so, okay, after... Um, you have to go through your drivers. I was first to go. I was the first, and I, I was glad because at this time you're amped up, you're excited, you're you're ready to get in the car and go. You don't want to stand there and wait, um, because when you go in groups, whether you're first or last, you wait till the end. So if there's twenty, there's ten people there. You're going to wait till that last person finishes before you before they give you your graduation packet and you go home. Now, how many people were there when you were doing this? About twenty-five. Really? Yeah. And the, are, there, are, there, are they all doing the same the same thing you are? Some are riding, some are driving. Okay. So it's kind of split up. Um, the ones who rode did get to ride in a new a new NASCAR, one that's currently in the circuit, which is called the COT or Car Tomorrow. Uh, that was for the ride-along program only. So it was cool to see that they did have a new car, but the ones you drive are the older ones, obviously because they're you know, cheaper. The equipment's old. Yeah, they can, <laughs> they're cheaper. And they allowed some of the kids to go in the, the van ride too, like family and friends. Did you go in the van? Car? No, I didn't. I was too busy videoing. Do you have to wear a suit for that? No, you don't. Oh, okay. Do Will look cute in his, his, little, his little jumpsuit? Yeah, you'll have to see the pictures. In the was, video. It a, was it a smart outfit? <laughs> yeah. 
Is it Let very, me tell you. That looks like the right stuff, doesn't it? <laughs> was it busy? Yeah. yeah. You mean one with all really. the patches all over it? Yeah, with on the it. patches. Oh, I was about to say. It was yeah. like the Home some Depot of, patch. It was yeah, blue. Some of them are very busy. Oh, he has his photo. He can show you. You look like Danica Patrick. He has props. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's the <laughs> only name you know. Come on. I think good. Oh, wow. This is re- this is what they give you? Yeah, $70. This is yeah. really they nice. They sell it to you. Yeah, oh, wait, they didn't give it to him. No. Wow. It's a large plaque with pictures of Will. With two, yeah, with two good pictures, one in the car, one alongside the car. And, uh, wow, this is really cool. And those are the two they take, you know, as you're getting ready to drive. And when you, and that's the car I drove. I was sitting in that car when they took that. So. It's on foam marble. <laughs> <laughs> the number nine Dodge. That's what he was driving, right? Yep. Number nine. <laughs> Even his jumpsuit is baggy. <laughs> <laughs> Understand? Yeah, it that. was. It, it fit a little, but nobody really had problems with the. You know, I didn't hear anybody complaining about it or having any. For issues. those that have not seen pictures of Will, he is rail thin. Now, the other people who were we participating with you, do you think they were just as excited as you were? Were they all race fans? Everyone there yeah. was excited. I okay. didn't see anyone without a, really a smile on their face and enjoying themselves. Well, cool. Actually, when I pulled up, there was a, a family got out and. Uh, the father, they had surprised him with a Father's Day gift. Oh, that's he, awesome. He was, oh, that's cool. You know, he, his face lit up. He was so excited. Will had a grin from ear to ear the entire time, Pete even was, in the classroom. Pete wanted to know if his jumpsuit was busy. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the actual drive itself. What was that like, being in the car and driving around? It was pretty cool. Uh, after you, you suit up, you know, you put your helmet on. You put They have a Hans yeah. device behind your neck, so you're real stiff. You can't move. You jump in that car, there's a guy there with you. Um, he helps in the in the car with you? No, no, no. Just on pit road. Oh, okay. Uh, he he helps you get in, and uh, puts on your seatbelt, your five point harness. You get in there. He puts his, the steering wheel on for you, and basically you wait. Puts the steering yeah. wheel on. The steering wheel is not on when you get in the car. So men, watch out for your legs as they yeah. They warned you about watch your leg when you when you hop in here because it's a, you know the yeah, big <laughs> steering column is. Okay, I have to ask, why would they take the steering wheel off the car? Well, when you're driving these cars, you're, it's not like a normal car. That steering wheel is right in front of you. And when you need to get out quick, they just you can pop off the steering wheel quick and mm. climb out the window. It's not in your way. It's, gotcha. And it needs, you know, when you're... So it's a, more a safety thing. Yeah. Okay. So, but once you get in and, uh, you know, he's going to tell you, ask you if you're okay, tighten your belts, uh, put the window net up until you put it in first gear and fire up the car. Loud rumbles, you know, very exciting to see that gauge come to life, and uh, you're ready to go. So you, you basically wait until the instructor in front of you takes off. Will wet himself a little. I did. <laughs> I, I had a blast. This, and I thought, oh, no big deal. You know, I'm going to get in there. This car's going to handle great. I've went, I've been fast before. I'm not, I, you know. Uh, I was nervous though, man. Did the wheels come off I need car? some. I need some cheesy porno <laughs> jazz music. <laughs> I, I was a little nervous at first, um, but actually, I was pretty nervous the whole time driving that car. I'm not Were you? Lie. Yeah. Uh, You're thinking, don't run into the wall, don't run into the wall. <laughs> I was. They, they did handle real good. The car had plenty of power. Just so you know, these cars are not governed. I thought they would have restrictions on them. They don't? Nope. Really? Nope. But you follow the instructor. Yeah, you're you know you're not going to make that guy go faster. You can't pass him. You can't bump him. They'll pull you right off, and you're gone. So. Um, Bump him? In the races, they like do if, that. Yeah, if you get too close. Rubbing oh, yeah, they, they make contact. 
I do that on i4. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the experience was more of a, you know, I thought initially you go out and you just go as fast as you can. It's advertised on the site, 150 miles an hour. You need to check because all the tracks are different. The, the speeds vary from track to track. This is a mile track. You're not going to be able to go that fast on a mile. Like Daytona, you can go 150 miles an hour there. Did they ever clock you at any time and tell you what your fastest was? They did. At the When you're finished, you get a graduation packet with your lap time, your top speed, your average speed, all that. So you know. And the experience itself is more of a can you be in control and be consistent. They want you to stay three car lengths behind the guy and in your line. If you're going to do – if you do that – all laps, you're going to go. He's going to continually go faster each lap, which was cool. So you're the only student out there in a car. There's another person in a There's car. There's nobody else on the track driving at the same time, other than your your teacher. That's a negative. There's about six, seven cars out there. Are you oh. kidding? Yeah. yeah, but you're not. They space them out, so you you shouldn't interfere unless a student is not going that fast, staying five or six car lengths back, and the instructor's not really going any faster. Then you're going to pass somebody. Did yeah. you lap anybody? No, oh. I was the first one out, so. My second or third lap, there was somebody coming off, but I, you know, didn't get close. Didn't. I didn't thought you would go up. one at a time. That's wow. that's fascinating. And yeah. people were nervous about that when they were telling. Yeah, them, yeah. people I'm were nervous like, just thinking about it. Seven cars out there, you know, but they they do a good job keeping keeping you away. And like I said, it's it's a whole consistent. Can you be in control? If you're not comfortable going any faster, the instructor's not going to take you any faster. They're, they have hand signals in there. They'll tell you either go faster or slow down. You know, they're only going to tell you so many times before they feel like you're comfortable, and they're just going to leave you alone, let you have fun. You know. Is there a minimum speed? Like you can't go below a certain speed. <laughs> you know, I don't think so. Because that'll only be going like 25 miles an hour. I mean, that's what the speed at the Magic Kingdom, Julie. That's where you go. Was it over before you knew it? Was it one of those things where it's like, oh, man, this is over already? It, actually, I wasn't even counting my laps. I was so excited. And it felt like I was in there for, for a good little bit. Um, after that, after I got out, yeah, it seemed like, man, that went pretty quick. But we stayed around, and I was first to go, so we stayed and watched the other cars. And, you have to, really. Yeah. They make you stay until everybody's done, and then you go into the room, and they give you a little certificate. Oh, really? Yeah. So how long did you end up staying there after your after your ride was done? We got there about one, about three thirty. Yeah, when we got to leave, and my my ride time, the total time I was in the car was twelve minutes, hmm. from when I climbed in the window. To so there, from from one to two was pretty much classroom training, basically. Yeah, and then from two to two twelve was everyone's experiences, and then the next hour and fifteen minutes you just waited for everybody else to finish up. Yep, and how fast did That's you go? That's why I didn't go. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. What was your max speed? My top speed was 122 miles per hour, and that was the top for the experience. So I met my goal. I, and it's it's neat to look at my uh, my lap times because they get faster. Each I, th- I would have thought he'd been doing like 150, 160. Oh, they don't let you. There's a max speed. The, uh, the top experience speed at Orlando track is 133. If you get the ultimate experience, that's as fast as you're going to go. 160 miles per hour is running on the ragged edge of that track. He said that's drivers out there racing. There's no experience that's going to get close to that. Okay. Now, if you want to go faster, the, remember this: the larger, the longer the track, the faster you're going to go. Daytona's a two and a half mile track. The one I was on was a mile. So they also do this out in Daytona. They have over 20 locations. Yep. Really? Yep. Yeah, quite the little uh, operation, especially with that charging. I'm surprised there's 25 people. At that price, not it. You know what? It doesn't surprise me because, uh, well, a the name obviously uh, Richard Petty, 
And the fact that NASCAR is such a huge, has such a huge following. It surprised me. I, I did not think and, there, and, there were going to be that many people. And NASCAR fans are like Disney fans. Yep, I mean, they are. they're into it. They're obsessed by it. They're, they follow everything. Very loyal. I have an uncle who Very does not loyal. miss a race well, on TV, at least. And he used to go to Talladega every year. Yeah. The friends and family get to participate, too. You, get to, you can go in the classroom while they're doing the class. You get to go down there um, on the row. Just you know, cheer them, cheer them on. Like, oh, our first driver is William Perry, and everybody kind of cheers. So you're down there. I mean, there there are like these tiny little bleachers that aren't covered. So you're in the sun, bring sunscreen, and but you're you're down there with them. You're not set apart. Do they serve any? Do they have any kind of refreshments or anything for the family? Can you get a soda? They have some little um, coolers of water, Florida's finest water, tap water. (laughs) Yeah, they have a. uh, you can buy them inside the merchandise trailer too. They have the Sony water or whatever. If you want some bottled water, in there. Sony water. The Sony. Sony. Oh, I thought he said the Sony. Sony. <laughs> like what? Sony Electronics is now making <laughs> no. water. Are they that desperate? They have cokes and stuff. I don't think I saw any food though. Snacks. Yeah, Just, they had like little Snickers bars for like a dollar and okay. things like that. Yeah. So okay, nothing is included with this. They nickel and dime the heck out of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want to sell you the video. They want to sell you the photos. I mean, it's just like Discovery Cove or any place else. You yeah, go, but you this know? this this comes with a four hundred dollar price tag to do this experience. I'm I think that little that plaque should be included. That absolutely I should be included. Did you get anything? Did you get a picture that was included? That was included certificate. Nope. Right. You get, your, you get a certificate and your you know your graduation packet, which has your lap times and you know that's basically it. Some sponsor stuff. You get to take away the memory. The memory. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> but uh, your family does get to participate, too. And if one thing they tried to push on me was, or the, the drivers, was do the ride-along first. Get the feel for the car. Go out there and see how fast the instructors push it so you have an idea and confidence in this car. that it's For gonna, an extra fee, they try to. For an extra $80. Yeah. But now that's $20 cheaper than online. Wait, say this again now? If you're driving... In the program, they will offer you the ride-along experience first for $80, which is almost $30 cheaper than online. Oh, they are. They are they do. too much. They really do. And that's for your friends and family, too. So, you know, Corey could have done that, even though he wasn't driving, for 80 bucks. You should have done it. I was too busy with the cameras. You should have filmed from he inside was, the he car. Was, he was Petty, it's not, just a, it's not just a last name. It's a business model. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm mean, sorry, uh, I can't stand that nickel and diming. I just that that always bugs me. Oh, that's not the end of the nickel and diming. Oh, really? They try to sell you more laps after that. Are really? you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got more time. We got extra time. You guys want to do more laps? No. How much is it per lap after? It was like two hundred bucks, two eighty, I think. For how many? For, for that not for, for an extra, extra set of eight session. Yeah. For an extra eight two seventy nine plus the fuel surcharge. Yeah. Think about it though. Fifty bucks a lap is really what this came down to, for gas. I mean, if you want to put it, it's four and twenty-five dollars, eight laps, you know. And with gas being that high, that's not that bad. I think, Will, you think it was worth it, right? I totally think yeah. it was worth it. And I had, I really had a lot of high expectations. I, you know, I was very curious to get inside this car, and um, I mean, it was it had a lot of power. It was it was a lot of fun. You so picked the right person. You really did. Oh, no question. Oh, absolutely. What's the next experience? Well, I wasn't going to send you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited sitting here Kevin, listening. Kevin, go cover NASCAR. <laughs> Talk about that deer caught in the headlights look. Really? NASCAR is that a new musical? 
<laughs> you heard my question. Can you buy snacks? <laughs> That's what I want to know. What's well, the next think- package up from the one you did? What 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 does that entail? Right. Well, the, the the base package is the uh, the ride along, right. right. which is a hundred hundred nine at most locations. And the speed depends on the track, and that's three laps with a professional driver. That's your basic ride along program. Now, some tracks are you can just walk right in there, but the bigger ones like Indianapolis, Talladega, and Daytona, you have to make reservations for these. The they don't do them all the time. Driver is that is an actual race car driver? I'm sure he's someone who's highly trained. I don't know about circuit racing okay. actual experience, but they're good. They're you can tell those guys know what they're doing. They're around this. They know these cars. They work on them. Maybe they, you know, like dirt track somewhere. Yeah. Right. It, take, it takes a lot of people to, to put the show on, too. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of workers involved in this whole thing. About 15 crew members to put this on. Ten on the track, five driving the van, working the, the counter. And Did anybody just do the ride-along and then stop? Or does everybody do the ride-along and then... The drive. There were people that were just there for the ride-alongs. Yeah, you can just do the ride-along for $109. And then the next package up is, is the rookie experience, and that's, which is what he did. Yeah. And that's for That's $399. $399. $424 after tax. And that's going to get you your eight laps drive, actually driving the car. Now, they offer more. There's four more after the rookie experience. You have the King's experience, which is two eight-lap sessions for $800, $799. You have experience of a lifetime, which is three sessions for twelve forty nine. Uh, racing experience, which is eight sessions, uh, you get eighty laps in that one for for twenty five hundred bucks. Cool. And then they have one more: the advanced racing experience <laughs> for three thousand dollars. And to do that, you have to do either the experience or the racing. Uh, you have to do one of the other two before that. Before you can, you can't just jump right into advanced. That's a long time to drive fast and turn left. I feel like you're commuting. <laughs> Yeah, really. It's like, oh, man, i got to get in this car again and drive 40 laps? Jeez. I came a different way here today because I was more driving to Big pizza. Big Ben, Parliament. Around <laughs> <laughs> and around. Uh, it was, I'm glad I did the, the rookie. I think, I mean, eight was plenty for me to get that feel, to get, you know, that was plenty. Now, how much was the video? You, you video. Bought? I bought the video, 90 bucks. For a DVD. Now, that has two views, though. There's two cameras, an in-car camera, and then there's one outside the car, like on the hood. So you got me in there turning the wheel, grinning from ear to ear. And then Can we you- get some of that on the site? <laughs> oh, as soon as he gets it, it's going to take like four to six weeks four to get to it. six weeks, yeah. Corey has video that you took, though, right? Yeah, but nothing like that. Right. But well, yeah, still, it'll be keep something. keep up with his car going 122 miles past me, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, yeah we'll, we'll get that up. We have some great video and some great pictures. So it's ninety dollars for the DVD. Yep. 70. And then seventy for the plaque. Yep. So at this point now, you spent basically six hundred dollars. Yep. On the experience, and and you fi- and based on your which which you did there, you felt that was worth it. Uh, yeah, worth every penny. And they're okay. still I, selling I you to. a dollar candy bar. I know. <laughs> That's what yes, that's what I'm talking about. That that nickel and diamond crap. It happens everywhere, though. You know, you, but you not, go to this the is, Discovery this Cove. This is particularly thing. egregious. You could have gone on a cruise. Discovery, Discovery Cove. Discovery Cove. Drinks are included. Drinks no, I'm are talking included, about the pictures and all that stuff. They try to sell yeah, you. but they feed you. They feed you and they give you drinks. All day. It's not you know. This is like Discovery Cove not feeding you, not giving you lunch, right? Making well, you I mean, pay like for Sky lunch. Coaster. They sell you the video there. The Sky too. Coaster isn't four hundred dollars. Yeah, but you know you're not in a NASCAR either. I think that yeah, NASCAR fans they're going to pay whatever they have to to get I this think experience. That's the bottom line. That's yeah. the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. If you know anybody, any race fan, if anybody is a true race fan, they are really, really going to enjoy this. I would have to say, I didn't see anybody there who didn't have a good time. 
Oh, people were jumping up. Because I wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really. Yeah, but it's not our thing. I mean, it's not something that we have any knowledge of. Right. I'm excited listening to him talk about it. If you know, if if you know, uh, I, I know there are some of our listeners who absolutely are interested in this, and at least some of our listeners whose husbands, yeah, would be very interested in this. So this, you you think for a racing fan, this would make a great like surprise present? Absolutely. Like, I just remember the father getting out, and his daughter was like, "I've known about this," and he was just he was so excited, and, and he was like, "Why were you hassling me about my tennis shoes?" And, I mean, it was, but it, he was trying you, to pull off the tell. surprise. He, was, he was really excited. About I have a question to ask you: Can someone ride along with you while you're driving? No way. No. Too much of a liability. Yeah. yeah. Is there an age limit? There is. Um, for let's see, ride along participants uh, need to be at least fourteen years old, except at Walt Disney World, the minimum age is sixteen here. Right. So, um, to drive, driving restrictions at Daytona Speedway, Walt Disney World, and Watkins Glen, you must be at least eighteen years old with a valid driver's license. Every other track, you can be sixteen and drive with a driver's license. Oh my god! I would never let my sixteen-year-old do that. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh my god! They can barely drive on a highway by then. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, a lot of if you look at NASCAR, a lot of the guys coming up now are so young. They're my age. They're younger than me. Yeah, but you're not 16. 20 years old. They've been, you know. <laughs> yeah, I can agree with you on that. 16 years old might be a little young to. So Will gives it a rave review. I give it an A plus. I'm really glad I bought the DVD too because I can't wait to see to see that video. So yeah, uh, and you can't get them after the fact. So if you you know if you leave that day and you don't you don't tell them you want it you won't get it. So um, they have the camera inside on your face, so you screaming and crying. One, yeah, there's one on the dash. <laughs> yeah. They say watch your language. <laughs> yeah, they do the full audio should be cool. Wow, very cool. Excellent, excellent, great first segment. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thank you for going and doing it. And you held up with us too. Yeah, good job. Did a very good job. job. Very, very, very good job. We'll give you some applause. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's all you get. <laughs> I actually have a prop from there. <laughs> cool. Bob would. Bob would have walked away with something. You know that. I got oh, yeah. the steering wheel. I thought you did walk <laughs> yeah, away exactly. with something else. He did. Bob, he got some I did get something pretty cool there. Outside, uh, stacks of tires, race car, actual tires off these, these race cars, and I bought two of them. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a coffee table out of it. <laughs> <laughs> they were five dollars each, and uh, he went in to buy two. She's like, "Buy one, get one free." Buy one, get one free. Okay, well, <laughs> welcome to the ninth circle of gay hell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really and truly, overalls and used tires. <laughs> And he sees furniture. <laughs> He's making a coffee table out of it. I don't want this. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be awesome. Oh, I'm I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will be charming. I'm going to make a coffee table out of used tires. <laughs> well, that's not something that ever would have occurred to me. No. Let me just ask you: What did they charge you for old used tires? Buy one get one free. Five dollars. No. Okay. Not after bad. You, after you've spent your six hundred dollars, the crap we're going to throw away, you can buy. <laughs> well, yeah, they just haul those things off and burn them. They just melt them down. But you can have them but for you five dollars. <laughs> yeah, really. That's a neat souvenir. I mean, I've you know, 
That's no, I cool. agree. If For you're flying you, yeah. home. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> can you imagine somebody trying to get that on a plane? <laughs> I have to buy an extra seat. <laughs> no, too much. Well, thank Where? you. Well, thank you very much, Will. It was a great report. And uh, we're going to have links to uh, the uh, Richard Petty driving experience on our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. And I will let you guys know that uh, when I uh, loaded up the Prizmatron last night, there is a Richard Petty drive-along in there to be won. And there's also the Richard Petty rookie experience wow. in there to be won. So... Very Those cool. are two of the new prizes. I, I just, actually, I added a whole bunch of new stuff yesterday. Oh, I should mention that one of the other things in the prize, Matron, very excited to give this away, is a five-day, four-night trip for a family of four to Disneyland. Wow. Wow. Hotel and tickets. I think I'm going to have to invent a fake name. <laughs> <laughs> but no, my, my luck would be to win this thing. <laughs> <laughs> So that's another that's another new. I got a whole bunch of new uh, new prizes in there, but I thought in honor of your yeah, of your segment cool. that we should throw a couple of those in there to give away. And uh, of course, we got a couple of podcast cruises floating around in there now. So cool. anything can happen. Anything can happen. Good job, Will. Excellent job. Very good Thanks, job. guys. All right, we are going to move on to our next segment. John Magi is going to talk about how to beat the heat, and since he wanted some. Background music after last week's show. <laughs> this is what's going to play. Come on, Zamfir, do your bit. Please turn that off. <laughs> I thought this was so you. That's <laughs> very me. Okay, we'll do this one then. <laughs> Today's the secret. We're going to be talking about deep bring, thoughts with love, John Magi. Do you know how do you know how it, how it feels when other people want to be in the same place you are and you just want them dead? <laughs> I want a cool music. I don't want that. Jeez. Well, now that it is a bazillion degrees here in Orlando, stay away from them buttons. <laughs> I don't trust you. Being clear of the buttons. We need a ruler. <laughs> It is very, very hot here in Orlando. It has become over 100 degrees on some days with, I don't know what the humidity has been, 80, 90% humidity. So you got to be really, really careful when you come down and visit during the very hot months. Um, we put together some tips for you for beating the heat or avoiding the heat while you're here in Orlando. Just to stay safe, you and your family, we don't want anybody to get sick or have a negative experience. I first want to point out that Regina already wrote a really great article for the site called Keeping Cool at Walt Disney World. And if you get a chance, check that out. Check out her tips. I tried to come up with some additional things and embellish on what she wrote so that I wasn't just repeating what she had. Uh, the first tip is avoid the heat whenever possible. I know this is tough to do because you're here on vacation and you want to be outside and you want to do stuff, but obviously staying indoors where it's uh, air-conditioned, stay away from them buttons, where it's air-conditioned... <laughs> He's so worried. <laughs> he's that's gonna... why I picked those. I knew he was going to get, don't you dare. So now he's always going to be wondering when I'm going to do that. <laughs> At first I was afraid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, avoid the heat whenever possible. Stay indoors. One of the things you can do when you're in the parks is look for indoor queues or attractions that are air-conditioned. Um, avoid the queues that are partially outside in the sun, if at all possible. Those are the rides you want to get a fast pass for or try the sin- single rider line. You don't want to be in the direct sunlight whenever uh, you can avoid it. Uh, when you're getting from place to place within the parks, choose routes that will have um, indoor areas along the way. Cut through the stores in the Magic Kingdom. You can get from one end of Main Street to the other end without ever going outside. That is correct. Same thing with Epcot. You can go through uh, the interventions areas. Every park, there's a trick for getting around. Just take a couple of minutes, look at the look at the maps, and see how you can get around the park a little bit better. Um, you can go to the parks at night. When it's not only cooler because it's the sun has gone down, but also there's probably going to be some less crowds there in the evening. Big tip, we always say this, we say it over and over again, stay hydrated. Drink plenty of clear liquids. You want to avoid anything with caffeine or sugar in it. Water, of course, is always the best. Um, water is can be expensive at Walt Disney World. We've given this tip before. You can always go up to any counter service area and ask for a glass of ice water Uh, (laughs) sorry it will be orlando water it won't be bottled but at least it'll be refreshing those little crystal light packets are a great thing to stick in your pocket when you're going to the park and you're getting ice water you can put some of that in it and they have ones that are hydration packets has a lemony taste to it and helps you stay hydrated it'll at least make it uh, taste flavorful and take away some of that Take away some of that Orlando taste in the water. You can buy a bottle. The chlorine. Yeah, really. The strong chlorine smell. Sometimes the water from Orlando tastes like it comes out of the Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean water. You can buy a bottle of water and then just keep filling it up at the water fountains. Um, there are several water fountains in Disney where the water is very cold. There are other ones where it's pretty much bath water. The coldest water fountain anywhere is outside the entrance of Epcot. If you're looking at the entrance step cut all the way over to the right where guest services used to be, there's a water fountain there that's always ice cold. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Big, big tip. If you're ever feeling weak or you're in the parks, most likely it's dehydration. That's your biggest enemy when you're in the park. So if you're feeling weak or someone says they feel tired, sit them down, get them some water, get them hydrated, and you should feel better within a couple of minutes. Uh, plan your activities around the cooler parts of the day. Morning and, and evenings are mornings and evenings are cooler than midday, obviously because of the sun beating down on you. Going back to that thing, if you're feeling weak, the, uh, there's a lot to be said for a cool towel, a cool wet paper towel on the back of your neck. And I'm that's getting a- there. Jeez. <laughs> segment stealer. Just because I'm, my music's not playing doesn't mean you can step all over my segment. <laughs> calm blue ocean, calm blue ocean. I'm better now. Serenity now. <laughs> Serenity now. <laughs> Plan your activities for the cooler parts of the day. Um, go to the pool at the resort, or dare I say, take a nap. Oh, I don't have it on it. here. Damn. <laughs> I believe in naps. I know that I have it somewhere. I have to go put that on the Prismatron. As far as um, your your personal well-being you're going to it's going to be hard pressed to avoid the heat and avoid the sun but you should be take, doing things to take precautions to help you get through with having as the least amount of impact on yourself or the people in your party obviously sunscreen is important 
uh, you want to use a strong sunscreen and then reapply uh, throughout the day. This is really important for the kids. I can't tell you how many times you see parents putting on sunscreen or parents covering up and then the kid is running around like a little lobster. You got to always take that into consideration that the kid's skin is fairer than yours and more likely to um, get sunburned. We mentioned these in a in a previous show. I know little Mister fans, the things we can fill with water. I love those Misty Mates. They're Misty called mates. the yeah, Mini Super Water Mister. They're under ten dollars. That's how you? I googled that and found it. And most <laughs> of mini, the Mini Super Water Mister. Yeah, most of the the drugstores the. I can't think of the name of the drugstores. Walgreens and right here. Walmart. CBS. Okay, it's on his list. CBS, Sorry. Yes, Walgreens. <laughs> Good. No. All right. When those, you least expect it. Those places will have them as well as if they're available in Walt Disney World. Obviously, they're more expensive if you buy them in the parks. But sometimes you just don't think ahead of time and you have to pick them up. Do you have on your little list, I'm not talking about the ones with the fans. I'm talking about the little pump bottles. Mm-hmm. That's we on your list, too? Well, as I said, the little misting fans or the little misting sprayers. Hold, hold, hold on a second. I just want to see what this one is. Race fans. <laughs> I was just going to say, the, the monkeys are coming. <laughs> okay, never mind. Um... One of the things about using these misting fans and these these sprayers is that it can be deceiving. You're cooling off your skin so you feel cooler, but you're still being subject to the heat and the sun. So don't just because you feel a little bit better doesn't mean that you don't have to take the other. It's all about your liquids. Exactly. Um, obvious one is stay covered. Wear a hat, scarf, visor to keep the sun off your head. That's a big one. A lot of people come down here and just forget the hat. Um. We get, during the summer, we get summer uh, thunderstorms. Once a day, you'll see a big rainstorm come through, and and it'll be a a quick but um, violent storm. Don't be fooled. These will not cool down the weather here in Orlando. As a matter of fact, you will feel worse. Yeah. Sticky. Oh, yeah. If it's a long, drawn-out thunderstorm, it'll cover the sun long enough for the temperature to drop. But these come by so quickly that all it does is it drops more moisture. It just makes the humidity go up. Today, perfect example, it was 91 degrees before it rained, and now it's 78. That was a nice drawn out. And we're also under cloud cover right now, so it's blocking out the sun. But it's going to feel gross outside from the humidity. I would also suggest lightweight clothing. You know, watch watch how thick some of the clothes are. Clothes that breathe well. Don't wear jeans. I mean, it's really not smart to wear jeans in the summertime in the parks. Unless, you know, for some reason you're religion, you have to wear pants. Dress appropriately. Yeah. The other thing is, don't wear high heels. Oh, yeah, the women in the parks in high heels. You're just torturing your feet. I wasn't talking about you personally. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't go anywhere without my high heels. You see these people in their their heels, and you think, you just think, what were you thinking? Uh, One of my tips is uh, carry a James Brown towel. I keep... (laughs) Does it have his picture on it? I Has it been washed since the last time he used it? No. That's what makes it special. I just carry around a washcloth with me just to dry off, just to try to keep cool. You mentioned wetting it. Keep it in a Ziploc bag. Right. And then applying it to the back of your neck. Anything you can do. Gold bond powder keep... is also great. I tell them you know what? You know. I can't have anything. <laughs> 
getting into a little more personal note, he's turned his back to me. <laughs> Kevin won't speak to me now. Uh, getting on a little more personal note, as Kevin mentioned, Gold Bond Powder is spectacular for keeping you cool and dry. Not to go into too many details. Please don't. <laughs> sometimes when you walk, there's a little bit of friction. Something we do a lot is we keep a cooler in the car. If you're driving and have a car, this is a, a tip we do. We always pack a cooler for the day, fill it with ice, fill it with drinks. Even if you're staying hydrated in the parks, getting from the park to your car is a hike and a half. So this is a big plus. You get to the car, everybody's thirsty, crack open a really cold bottle of water or soda, and you will thank us. Another trick, the gold bond powder, and I'm not joking here, <laughs> is great if you have um, a minor sunburn. It's got an analgesic in it, an anesthetic. That's, I'm sorry, the wrong word. An anesthetic in it. Um, and you, if you put it on your skin, a light coating will make you feel better. It'll stop the sunburn from hurting. I'm sorry. I just picture all these like white powdery people So if you want to if you want to spot Kevin and I in the park, just look for two guys dressed in kabuki makeup. <laughs> it like puffs every time you walk. <laughs> really, the opposite of pigpen. Poof, little white. <laughs> Especially when he farts, and then the little poofs of white smoke come up from his butt. I'm serious though about the the, uh, the minor sunburn. And you can't rub it because that gets your nerve endings riled up. Take like an old T-shirt and use like a powder puff motion. It'll you're, especially for kids. Just don't do it around your face. All right, so you're literally powdering yourself in the parts. No, not your face. And I'm talking about when you get back to your hotel room. Uh, if you have a slight sunburn, the anesthetic quality of right, it will make the, the sunburn not hurt as much. And I think Corey put together a list of signs of heat stroke or... Oh, heat exhaustion, heat exhaustion. Uh, symptoms. I mean, these are things to watch out for. Um, heavy sweating, paleness, muscle cramps, tiredness, weakness, dizziness, headache, nausea, or, over, or vomiting, and fainting. That's how I feel most of the time. <laughs> so if, any, if you, any of these symptoms, I mean, the best thing is to, to cool off, you know, sponge bath, um, air can get into some AC quick, um, you know. Cool, cool drinks. Remind, clear liquids. Clear liquids. Reminder: There's the first aid stations in all of the parks. Uh, take advantage of those if you're not feeling well, and try to get cooled down a little bit in there. I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm done with my list. You won't steal anything now. You're on your own. I would say if you drive, uh, if you drive a car here, bring one of those uh, sun visors to put in your window because when you get in the car and after it's been parked in the parking lot all day, it's crazy hot. In there. I want, I want it like my own private air conditioned like little, little Pope mobile. <laughs> I'll drive around the parks in that. You want your own little bubble there, John Travolta? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't touch me. A little hamster ball like, run around the parks. <laughs> Somebody gave it, or somebody posted on the boards, and I apologize. I don't remember exactly who posted it, but there's a product called Sea Breeze, and Sea Breeze is an astringent people use on their face. And if you put a little bit of that on a towel, uh, uh, a paper towel, and put it on the back of your neck, it has a cooling effect. It's the evaporation of the alcohol on the back of your neck. It's just. Again, again, we're not we're talking moderation, right? Yeah, because you know? that stuff is very strong. I mean, mm -hmm. like you don't want right. to break out on the back of your neck. Is that like Florida water? No, sea breeze is like to clean your face, and it's like they, they tell you to, like um, to mix it with water. Put a couple drops on it, and the evaporation will help you feel cooler. But as John said, that doesn't really do anything for your internal temperature. That's more of a 
Right. I feel right. better. Right. And that's a lot of times that's what happens is people will feel better and think, oh, now I can go back out. And yeah. you're still might be overheated and still having the effects. One of the things to remind with kids, especially, uh, I used to teach. And when the kids were outside really, really running, you don't want to give children who are really have been active and are really hot icy cold stuff it can make them feel sick that it should be not warm but not ice ice cold that it's better for them to have something that's cool as opposed to freezing and you know some of you may have uh, been to orlando uh, in summers past and have survived it nicely Um, one of the reasons i think uh, this segment is very timely right now is that we're not we're not having a normal summer uh it has been oppressively hot here very early in the season for it to be this warm um, at the end of May the early part of June is not is not normal um, and you know we've seen a lot of uh, extreme weather throughout uh, the country throughout the world for that matter and it, uh, Florida is not uh, is not immune and it's happened to my mother just uh, uh, two weeks ago we she'd been doing a lot of running around during the day and, you know, God bless her. She's 78 years old, and you really never know what to watch her. She just goes. She's always had energy. She's always been uh, out there doing her thing. And uh, we had gone out. I forgot where we went. Oh, we had to take Kevin to the doctor, my brother to the doctor. And we get, you know, and she was fine. She was fine the whole day. Get back home, and she's walking with Kevin through the parking lot to get back to her, her unit. And the next thing I know, she's on the she's on the ground, and she just completely blacked out. She was only out for a matter of seconds, um, but she just got so weak. And you know, I'm convinced because she does not drink enough water, and I'm convinced that's what it was. That's what did it to her. It's not the first time it's happened to her. And you know, I've had it happen to me where I've been outside doing stuff, not paying attention, not drinking enough water, and that's always it. You're not drinking enough water. Yeah. If you are drinking water consistently throughout the day, you will not get heat stroke. It's that simple. Your body will not overheat. And that's the single best thing you can be doing for yourself. That's why I'm all over my mother right now. How much water are you drinking? Have water with dinner because she doesn't like to drink water. And It's important to catch the signs at the heat exhaustion or heat cramp level and not let it get to heat stroke. stroke. Once it gets to heat stroke, that's life-threatening. Um, I have some symptoms of heat stroke. That's a high body temperature, the absence of sweating, which is something really important. I mean, if they're, your, t- your body's um, really, really hot and you're not sweating, um, rapid pulse, difficulty breathing, strange behavior, hallucinations, confusion, agitation. Again, I'm like that most of the time. <laughs> what happened after you worked out today? Yeah, really? Disorientation. So, I mean, these are, that's heat stroke. Dial 911 right away. I was just going to say, that's not something you should try and no, mess no, with. Right. Not at all. Get help. Get to someone who can help you, absolutely. You could even have a seizure. Yeah. The other thing to remember is that everybody's temper everybody's temper tends to flare in this weather. That it's one of those times that you really have to have the patience all your patience with you. It's it can it can, everybody can get aggravating in this weather. Yes, especially around the teacups. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. Well thank you very much, uh, John, for that uh that report that is going to do it for our show for this week we hope you enjoyed it i just want to remind everybody we are uh, looking for voicemails for our e- uh, our email show 
Uh, we ran a little low when we were off the air for about a month after Bob passed away. And I'm trying to rebuild our library. We got a lot in last week. I'd like to see some more come in. It's uh, toll-free in the United States, Canada, and Mexico, 877-310-9662. And we're getting some real creative ones and some real fun ones. Those are the ones that rise to the top. And there's some great prizes from what you just said. And as I mentioned, yes, the Prizematron has been loaded with some fun stuff. So, again, 1-877-310-9662, our toll-free number if you'd like to leave us a voicemail. And that will do it for our show this week. We hope you enjoyed it. And we will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. You have a great week, everybody.